0: yeah i mean i would go one step further to say that convicted felons should absolutely not have their voting rights restricted Mm -hmm. and absolutely should no longer get a twitter page Mm -hmm. like one for one let's just trade the law like just switch it swap it they absolutely should still be enfranchised allowed to vote they absolutely not should not be on twitter
1: not on twitter i don't understand why he has a blue check still
0: yeah, so Josh Holly, if you're listening, please get on that. Let's get into it. Boom. Welcome to the Hegelian Friendship Simulator. The only podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that we've seen at least, that talks weekly about Wikipedia articles mm. and tries to trade them off tries to trade them off as concrete fact. That's right. This is hosted, the world. This is reality. Hosted by your two favorite dumb smart guys. Mm. With me today is Alex Virgil, who has very kind eyes. Thank
1: you. And with me, as always, is John Miklas. No joke, no punchline. <laughs> Just John Miklas.
0: No punchline necessary. John Miklas, right. the two hundred
1: thirty-second most popular comedy podcastist in Japan.
0: That is a true statistic. True statistic. That is, we, we are that is ranked. Very true. We, we are, are ranked big in Japan. in Japan. We are big in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, specifically Hokkaido, though. Interestingly enough. Very interesting. Well, we're, we're also very large place. in Tokyo, also com- comparably larger in Tokyo than Hokkaido, but, but, but there is a s- small presence in Hokkaido, yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: a, what, 20 people in Tokyo is is a, worth about one in Hokkaido, so when we get one download in Hokkaido, it really
0: means a yeah, lot. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, stay I'd warm up it. there, friends.
0: Truly, yeah. I mean, you're entering into cold season, <laughs> cold. snowy. It is snowy up there in Sapporo.
1: Oh, man, I hope they can still do... They have, like, the ice sculpture festival every year. I hope they can keep Uh, doing that shit.
0: Doesn't Sapporo have cherry blossoms, too?
1: I think it's, like, a temperate, like, a subtropical situation.
0: I don't think it's subtropical. (laughs) Not Hokkaido. I don't don't think... is Tokyo subtropical? It's not subtropical. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like in the temperate subtropical region. Oh
0: temperate
1: subtropical. Well yeah, okay. you were there in August. I saw your pit stains. It was it was sweaty. <sighs> it was tropical as fuck. <laughs> yeah. When we were it was there. sweaty.
0: I, I I would love to go to Hokkaido.
1: I um have to say for the for the listeners out there, two two of my stipulations for taking our friends <laughs> to Japan was No tank tops, and (laughs) closed-toed (laughs) shoes, and socks.
0: I like to think that I would never have brought a tank top to Tokyo, but we do have a few friends that we went with that absolutely would have. Absolutely would have. At Uh, least two that I can think of.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't have put it past them to have (laughs) actually packed them, (laughs) and and then just thought, like, that's not worth it see for just uh, shaking over
0: here we should not we should wear our sleeves uh i will tell you that every single year my wardrobe a larger and larger percentage of the clothes come from uniqlo uh, at this uniqlo point at so this point i think it's like 50 percent of the clothes i wear consistently are from uniqlo i wouldn't be
1: surprised if they just become like the socialist attire
0: it's so great. You just blend in, man. Like, yep. all the clothes are just, like, perfectly meant for just, like, blending into the automatons.
1: Yeah. In a way that, like, doesn't even... Like, you still feel kind of fashionable. Like, you still feel like, you know, you're yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: No, yeah. You're exactly. with it's it. Exactly. Not, it's not Orwellian. It's yeah. not just, like, grays. Yeah, sweat. Exactly. Although I would wear a... You wear a lot a of grays. Gr- a gray sweatsuit all the time. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> There are, like, some parts of 1984 that are not as bad as people say they are.
1: Yeah, like, every time I get asked my opinion, I would love to just be like, double plus good. (laughs) Double plus good.
0: 1984 is, I would venture to say, like, definitively the most misunderstood piece of literature in the (laughs) English language. It is, or not most misunderstood, so much as the most misunderstood attributed or like misquoted I want, I mean, like un, under n- underinterpreted or okay here here it is the the most interpreted in bad faith yeah. work of literature that exists in an English language yeah the fact the amount of people that like mi- mindlessly or mindfully but min- malevolently use that book as some sort of like um allegory Mm -hmm. to something that they don't understand is is quite ridiculous yeah um and and the 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 truth of it is that it's both because orwell like definitely literally hated the soviets mm -hmm. and he hated stalinism Mm -hmm. but it's also not just like some fundamental critique of communism Mm -mm. i mean orwell himself was a trotskyist like it's like the 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 historical implications of orwell writing 1984 are so so much more complicated than being like this is a critique of communism american capitalism rules you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah Orwell was like the most critical of it just is not
1: yeah ridiculous it's just the dumbing down of humanity in general no matter which the side you're on. of it yeah yeah, which I think is hilarious. It's like it's like the literary version of the Fight Club syndrome. Of like any person who has a Fight Club poster in their room, <laughs> probably doesn't Jesus. hasn't didn't really take it correctly. <laughs> yeah, like a Che Guevara shirt.
0: <laughs> the the people with Fight Club in posters in their room like secretly and not. I mean, this is good. I, fair enough, I hope that they sort this out, but, like, just really like Brad Pitt and Edward Norton shirtless. yeah, And don't realize it, you know what I mean? That's the key, is that Like, I hope that they realize it. Like, I hope that they figure it out for their Mm -hmm. own sake Mm -hmm. and and can come to terms with it.
1: My life got so much easier when I said, yo, Brad Pitt is hot. (laughs) Say what you will about whatever, like, Jennifer Aniston, like, whatever. He's he's hot, and I would like to look like him.
0: He's... As weird as it is to say, such an underrated actor. I think he is. He is an overrated celebrity. He's an underrated actor. Absolutely. He is a character actor trapped in a hot guy's body. Like, he is such a weird... If you, like, really go and watch his body of work from start to finish, it's a weird career, man. Like, he was in some weird movies, and he played some really wacky characters. Yeah. I
1: keep thinking of 12 monkeys.
0: Yeah. Where, yeah.
1: He, where it's just like, it's just like, I can't tell if he's a hot guy trying to like act or if he's like, if he's like an actor who just happens to be hot. It's, it's a, hard to it's tell. It's a
0: great question. He's and cast perfectly in it. Unknowable, unknowable. Unknowable.
1: Perhaps it is unknowable.
0: Um, well, Hey folks, uh, you're listening to the Hegelian friendship simulator. Um, The only podcast where about 25 minutes in, we start talking about Wikipedia articles. But before that, we just talk about whatever. We talk Um, about whatever. Hot people. Yeah. Who's hot, who's not. Yeah. Who who likes communism, what kind, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't Uh, like it, we're ranked in Japan. So, yeah, exactly. Somebody likes it. Yeah. And it's not just Virgil's family. Okay. Right. Uh, But, uh, If you are listening now, maybe it's your first time. If it's your first time listening, thank you. Welcome. It's pretty friendly in here. Uh, If it's your multiple time listening, thank you. Also, uh, please keep listening. Please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen on. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us, we are on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. Just search the name of the show. And uh, you can email us about literally whatever at Hegelian Friendship Simulator at gmail.com.
1: Spelled the uh, normal way.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just spelled exactly how you would spell it in the third grade. Uh, but Verge, as we start talking about the show, do you have any old business about um your past articles? I think your last article was about. Mm-hmm. What well, was it about? What was it about? Uh, the Bloomsbury Group. The Bloomsbury Group. Oh, <laughs> I just remembered lovely. myself. <laughs> um,
1: I have nothing to say about the Bloomsbury Group. I have
0: some new revelations about
1: Jeremy Renner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. Uh, so most recently we did talk about Jeremy Renner. Um, le- I will say I did get we did get a, a media wreck uh, after our discussion of Cargo Cults, yes. a listener of the show, was an anthropology major in college, had a lot of things to say, some of them not pleasant, but he never said that we were uh, offensive in our conversation. No, Adam no, Kultz, no. And I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Um, we won't name him by name, but you know who you are. Uh, he, he did He did suggest that we read um, what is a, a little six-page piece of work called The Body Ritual Among the Nasi-Rema, yeah.
1: which
0: is kind of a classic work of anthropology. Uh, I would definitely recommend all of our listeners to read it. It's a short, quick read. By Horace Minor. Yeah, it it definitely, definitely leads into the larger conversation of sociology is for white people and anthropology Mm -hmm. is about black people. Mm -hmm. Um, A great kind of interesting dialogue on the the, um, subject and on the field of study. Uh, worth reading so a fun fun little read i would definitely recommend it yes virgil let's talk about jeremy renner let me hear it R- so
1: welcome back to the Renarian friendship simulator <laughs> um <laughs> uh so i found out that he was he used to work at the cosmetics counter at like what was it, like a Macy's or something? You know, your classic, yep. like, department store cosmetics counter? That's that's the revelation. Uh, but let's just sit in that for a second. Because yep. if... They, they don't just, like, recommend you things. They, like, put makeup on you and, like, you try stuff out. And so Jeremy Renner, before he was a making it actor, would be like, hey,
0: why don't you try... <laughs> This looks good on you. This is a little bright on you. Yeah, Verge, I also heard this and it, for whatever reason just didn't naturally come up in the <laughs> Renner episode. And the thing that I heard about this, uh, which it, they go into fairly deep detail on the Renner files. Again, uh-huh. I'll shout out that podcast. You should listen to it. Um, is that he... In interviews with people, as a celebrated actor, talks about this time and had like a concerted theory of makeup. I don't like that like, at all. Not only was he a makeup artist; it wasn't just like a job that he was like, you know, punching in and out of. He had a like an idea of like how women should do their makeup. Uh. And it is, yeah, it is kind of gross like just and this is I know rich coming from me but just an example of like a an unimpressive white guy having opinions about stuff <laughs> that have, you know? and that um, has like nothing to do with him either yeah it's just like oh I'm you know like a relatively intelligent and relatively capable white man straight, white straight man yeah. let me tell you my opinion about this thing that doesn't God, make matter it. to me
1: yeah about about how you should look (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, it's
0: gross it's it's super gross i
1: don't like it i don't like it and not that i was like you know there's my tongue is firmly planted in my cheek every time we talk about jeremy renner and i'm not like a fan but this definitely made me like him less (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: but yeah that's all that's
1: all i really have of, of
0: old business yeah that's fair um he is, yeah, a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Mm-hmm. But also, not at all. He's one of the most straightforward people to ever exist. <laughs> yeah. It's the system that's the enigma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just... That's, that is what rocks about him in many ways. And yeah. also, that is what sucks about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he is, he is the totality of man. He is... Yep he is everything. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, he's kind of a good actor, but mm-hmm. also he's kind of a hack, but also yep. he is genuine and, and steadfastly committed to his craft, but also kind of a weirdo creep. If <laughs> like, it's every, he is everything at once. And if is, Tom Hanks
1: is America's dad, and I know we've already said Bill Cosby was, but when Bill Cosby's not, um, yeah, no longer. If, yeah. Uh, it, bill cosby is america's kind of weird creepy stepdad um (laughs) if tom hanks is america's dad then i think jeremy renner is america's son (laughs) 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 he's like not the greatest generation he's fitting into the boomer gen x like borderline right there Um, he's
0: yeah son or brother that you yeah control like he's definitely a family member, mm-hmm. and one that's close, like in the nuclear family. Yeah. But you don't like him very much, right. you know? Right. It's it's complicated.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love
0: him, but you know, not like you him. don't. You do not like him.
1: And maybe that's why I relate to him so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. um uh, hell yes. Should we should we get should we get into this bad boy? I think it's about it's about time we do. Who who's going first? i think i'm first yeah um and you've got quite a a heady one right it's 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 got heady potential it's a pretty broad topic
1: broad page but it is kind of topical and it could get into heady stuff there's some history involved some psychology involved
0: all right well let's um you go first yeah I'll, i'll i'll go first i got i got a good one um Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor while I go get a beer. All right. After these messages. Hey, Mick. Oh, yo. What up, Verge?
1: Well, where do you get your bread, John?
0: You know, unfortunately, sometimes I have to get my bread from the store. Ooh, not the right call. But do I have an offer for you? Oh, really? Is it a um elegant, independent baker in the Los Angeles metro area?
1: It is, and they're called Tommy and Atticus. Wow! They make delicious croissants, jalapeno cheese bread. I mean, you got to check out their menu online <laughs> or on Instagram.
0: I've heard they have quite a unique sourdough culture that they use. Is that correct? Sure is sure do. Oh, a thing? Yeah. yeah. And they've only
1: used the two same starters from the inception of their company. Wow. One named Tommy and the other Atticus. Not only that. When you make your first order, if you write in Wikipedia, you'll get 10% off your first delivery. Wow, Virg, that sounds like a real deal. It is a real deal. And the best part of the deal is the bread is delicious. So check them out. Tommy and Atticus on
0: Instagram. Tommy and Atticus, get that bread. Get that bread. So... All right, this is a fun one, and I I'm like very much in over my depths, and I did like the absolute minimum amount of research to discuss this. Love it, and I'm not entirely even sure what the theme of what I want to discuss is. Okay, that that's um,
1: the theme of the episode is like it's jumping off point. I
0: think yeah. Uh, so the the Wikipedia page that uh, we're starting on, that we, uh, we're going to talk about, it's going to be the like jumping-off point, is embryo space colonization.
1: Oh, amazing. <laughs> yes. Or in the words of Interstellar, Plan B.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you have a much larger, broader science fiction. I mean, I've seen Interstellar. I just don't remember anything besides the thing in the bedroom where right. he's, like, moving stuff. Yeah, that I still don't understand. Like, I mean, how that it to anything. that's so
1: funny because I have I've seen that movie so many times where in my mind that could that could mean like four different things. <laughs> but, but you're right about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so I'm just gonna read the the introductory paragraph. Okay. Em- embryo space colonization is a theoretical interstellar space colonization concept mm-hmm. that involves sending a robotic mission to a habitable terrestrial planet dwarf planet minor planet our natural satellite transporting frozen early stage human embryos or the technological or biological means to create human embryos mm. the proposal circumments the most severe technological problems of other mainstream interstellar colonization concepts right. in contrast the sleeper ship proposal uh it does not in contrast to the sleepership proposal, it does not require more technically challenging freezing of fully developed humans. Right. The Walt okay. Disney
1: Walt Disney process.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So alright. I mean there's not like a ton to the article. I think it is just a good jumping off point. And there are some Wikipedia related questions that I have. Okay. That I want to talk about. But I'm like actually kind of more just wanna like talk about the, the broader, like space colonization is kind of a cool concept space
1: colonization is a great concept and it's the subject of so many movies i've seen that this is great i get to just talk about
0: movies (laughs) so okay so my thing is my i'll i'll start with the wikipedia related question i have and broader topic i want to discuss does this merit an encyclopedia article being a completely theoretical um, topic, futurist concept that has, to my knowledge, never been broadly brought into any sort of government or even private organization that is trying to do this. That's that's an interesting
1: question because I, 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 I like how you worded it because I agree that the moment an organization, even hypothetically, begins like funding it publicly yep and by publicly i don't mean like using public funding but like funding it in a way where there are articles about a company doing this or whatever yep i kind of agree that it doesn't necessarily deserve a wikipedia article because it's
0: just a hypothetical it is it is a um yeah and and it is i think because it is such a hypothetical a very slippery topic to even nail down Mm-hmm. the the broader like title concept right like at the moment it is just something that exists in science fiction uh, and and I so it's really interesting there are there are four notes mm-hmm. and one reference mm-hmm. um, so there is uh, a an article from the journal of British Interplanetary Society okay. Uh, and, Embryo Space Colonization to Overcome the Interstellar Time Distance Bottleneck. Mm -hmm. There's another from a a science magazine, Cruising the Infinite Strategies for Human Interstellar Travel.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then PBS SoCal, Should We Study Human Embryos Beyond 14 Days? Um, So, Mm. you know, like, it is related to what is probably currently a more broader topic, which is like the development of embryos in an artificial capacity. That's what I think it should be. It should be under that. Yeah, I would agree. To
1: me, it would be a more legitimized topic of conversation in Wikipedia if it was under the umbrella of like embryo research as opposed to like, how do we colonize
0: space? Yep. Um. Yeah, it, it, I and I I went to the topic or the talk page of mm-hmm. this, and it I guess it did actually. Um, so this is from two thousand six. Uh, there's a lot of speculation that sounds like a r- original research in the article. I'm tempted to prod it, and I think what is prod proposed solution. Oh. Um, and someone said responded to that and said it's just survived a deleted vote. Also, I took much of it out of out for vagueness. So mm. it's been like edited down, but I do find it interesting that it it did this page did survive a vote of deletion.
1: Um I ah, so, okay, see now that now that I'm thinking more about it, I kind of agree because like I very much aside from the enjoyment and like the future speculation that sci-fi allows like i do believe that the more it's talked about the closer we get to legitimizing what that might look like if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um like i want smart kids to be interested in this possibility so that in 20 to 30 years they like you know do some research that either legitimizes this or leads to something else along the same vein
0: so I will get to this because I have some thoughts too, okay. and I think, I think that you are you are personally more, um, prone—not prone, not prone prone's mm. the wrong word—but like more intrigued by the by space and the future and yeah. the upholding of humanity, mm-hmm. and I am maybe. A little bit more materialist in my mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. on things, in the sense that I'm like, and I think I want to get to this. Like, we'll we'll eventually get there. I, I want to. There's not a ton that I want to talk about the article, so I want to stick with the stuff like right s- specifically in the article because I do think this section was quite cool and interesting. Okay, uh, it was called difficulties in implementing the concept, <laughs> and it's like just this like laundry list. Right. Um, One is robotics, Uh, whether it will be possible to develop fully autonomous robots that can build the first settlement on the target planet and raise the first humans is unclear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then artificial intelligence. It would be challenging to create an artificial intelligence that could serve as an adequate artificial parent and successfully raise human children who have no contact with other human beings. Uh, Artificial uterus. Artificial wombs exist today, but they are not available for full- term development of fetuses. Human embryos have been successfully grown in artificial, artificial uteri for 13 days. Uh, and also there's a 14 day rule codified codified into law in twelve countries preventing human embryos from being kept in artificial uter- uteri past 14 days. That's super interesting, I think, right like I didn't... this
1: falls does this fall under like the sanctity of life argument? I think it's not, so. It's in it's inhumane to do this. Is that the argument against it? it?
0: Well, it's in. I know, like the broader argument is it's inhumane to to create children that do not have parents, right? Like to just create an orphan. Uh-huh. Um, then uh, other issues. Computer hardware would need to function reliably over long periods of time. Uh, so just like the concept of entropy you know right right um uh, similarly propulsion would be required Mm -hmm. over a long period of time i mean that kind of stuff but this is the one that i think is interesting ethical in addition to the question of whether it is technically feasible to raise children without human contact there's the further question of whether this is morally permissible it is found to be unethical to deliberately create children that will grow up without parents yet embryo space colonization requires this Controversial value judgments would also need to be made about whose DMA should be the basis of the space colony should they be selected by some metric or merit or randomly from the general population, either choice presents ethical problems, should the parenting AI firmly steer the children to maximize the chances of the colony success, should it accept the risk of allowing them significant autonomy, which languages and cultural values should be submitted to the colonists, should they be raised to according to some value that exists on earth or create one that is somehow optimized? Are there truths that should be kept from them? The possibility of a new civilization that starts without a cultural legacy might appeal to cults that want their values to become a norm for an entire society? Is it permissible to allow them to have their own embryo colonies where the AI indoctrinates the colonists only in the cult's value system? The difficulty of answering these and other ethical questions may become a non-technological obstacle to embryo space colonization. That is like massive in its in the amount of like thoughts that you could chew on that for a week. You get you could just sit in a room and get high and chew on that one paragraph and think about it forever. It would be awesome, actually. I my
1: issue with this comes like prior to that, where it's Mm -hmm. like if we can't. Even send currently living humans to colonize this place. Why? Why are we even trying to pro- propagate the human species to that it, to that level?
0: It is. I think it is. Um. It it is it it is a complete negation of the individual. Yeah. It is the idea that the human species. Mm-hmm is um, a like an organic being mm-hmm. like, like <sighs> <laughs> I tend to ground myself in some conception that like the universe is deified mm-hmm. however it may be I don't know how and I I don't really care to know how mm-hmm. but that it is that it is somehow holy or somehow sanctified mm-hmm. and that the that humanity is a gift right mm-hmm. like I I I I some element of me and maybe that's just like having grown up in around the the church right like I do think that like there's a certain connection between like time place and humanity Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you untether yourself from that belief, right, and you think of humanity and our sentience as like almost non-important to the broader sense of like the propulsion and the importance of protecting and preserving the human race, mm-hmm. then you get to it where it's like, well, it's never like it is. It is our only goal should be to continue to spread. We are right. a parasite. Mm-hmm. in a good like that that our goal should be to spread across the universe that that we like we must consume and and create and create and further our population so that right. we take over everything
1: yeah that, that's interesting i i don't disagree i think the word should is interesting to mm-hmm. use because it's like to me it's like you know what if we have the means to try it then we should try it mm-hmm. and if it works then it works and that's awesome and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. You know what I mean? I'm very much like we should, as a species, try to do our best to proliferate as much as possible until we can't. And then if we reach that wall, then we can't. But we did our darndest. You know what I mean?
0: I guess it is... Um, I do I do think that it is um, somehow monumentally arrogant though in a way like like that it that it that this consumption
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: that there is that we are not somehow supposed to live symbiotically mm-hmm. with the earth like mm-hmm. with this gift mm-hmm. that we should be like that we are expansionist that we should consume and continue to profligate Man, I I I I find it so. I I get so. I wrote down in my notes. I said, "What is the point of life?" Because (laughs) this this is a a problem with this topic and with the the topic of like, I guess the consideration of continuing to explore outside of our Earth Mm -hmm. is like. I can, I get it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I can find the argument for space travel mm-hmm. as the inevitable progress of humanity. Right. And I fashion myself a progressive both politically and, like, uh, from a human perspective. In mm-hmm. the sense that, like, technology is good. We are continuing to understand more and more. Every generation is getting closer and closer. But, um... It has been difficult for me to square progressive values right. in the present day because life feels more fucked up today than it felt when I was growing up. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it is just a reflection of being an adult versus being a child. I think that something is inherently broken and sick and wrong with our present, mm-hmm. and I have a hard time talking and thinking about. Like the future, right? In a moment like now, when like income inequality and discrimination and bigotry and like all of these things are being like showing themselves in such a garish and insincere way, you know? So, so,
1: so are you, would it be safe to say that you currently don't think we deserve to successfully do this? I,
0: yeah, I would say that that's a good, that's a good way of putting it. That, that, and, and also. I had this a little bit later in my notes, but I think this is a good time to talk about it, is that there, it is a reflection of the people that kept popping up in my wiki hole Mm. of who is talking about this still. Mm -hmm. Bezos, Zuckerberg, Musk, Mm -hmm. like oligarchs, these fucking, I'm trying to think of the right word that doesn't sound like. I don't know. Bourgeois pieces of shit. Yeah, perfect. I I didn't want to say like, I don't know, like other stuff has like weird intonation. Um, Yeah. These assholes who are still talking about this Mm -hmm. and have no interest in solving the Legion issues on Earth that are well, that are materially in front of them this
1: is this is the interesting thing i think about like the generation we're growing up into is like when we were kids for example the very 20th century like physically strong man winning out mentality was still like present you know like if you can mm-hmm. chop some wood then you're more worthy than some guy who is on his computer all the time right that's shifted to people who are able to like nerd culture right is like almost now the the winning out mainstream culture over sports like over like your classic jock but i think simon Pegg, for example was like the first person to be like yo like nerd culture is like pretty toxic and like i love how much i love how much i have played a role in letting people who would be you know sidelined in nerd culture to like feel like they belong and all that but like the toxicity is not that different from when it was jocks and shit
0: yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i think
1: that's what we're seeing right it's like they're the top capitalists right now and they ha- it happens to be more on in, on the tech side so we give it we give it like more space because for so long they've been the underdogs w-
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's elements, there is elements to, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the only one that gets his water, like, that people hold particularly too much water for is Musk. Mm-hmm. Like, that man is so insulated from criticism that is, like, so deserving and he probably honestly has the worst politics of all of them he's a child Um, in my opinion yeah yeah he did I mean he also yeah posts like he posts on Twitter like he's 14 years old which is gross um but so I was thinking about this in terms of like talking about space travel Mm -hmm. um the only particularly moment momentous Like aspect of space travel thus far in human history was at the height of the Cold War, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the Soviets got Sputnik, and -hmm. that led—I mean—that opened the world to so much of the stuff. And then the Americans walked on the moon, right? And that had its own. Both of those had their own toxic strain, which was like national exceptionalism. Yeah, but I almost the other
1: guy was the biggest push.
0: I almost would argue that that corporate or capitalist, like, uh, what's the word? Manipulation or, or, or mm-hmm. like, like this is almost worse. It's almost grosser yeah. because it is such an examination of uncaringness. Right. At least the national exceptional attitude of space travel was like look at this thing that we've come together to do. We're doing this for the common good, not for the worldly common good, for our national common good, but at the very right. least like this is an expression of what people coming together can do out of right. out of patriotism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think long term if any of this stuff is going to happen, it has to happen like like One day on like a human wide level of like we are coming together to 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 solve what we perceive to be a problem or to push forward triumphantly. Yeah. But the the idea that private enterprise that is built innately Mm -hmm. on a profit model Mm -hmm. can or should do any of this uh, is... I would say fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah. This reminds me of two pieces of art. I'm going to say art. Okay. Uh, The first being Jill Scott Heron's poem, Whitey on the Moon. Interesting. Okay. Which is great. They used it in um, Lovecraft Country. Oh, nice. And and the first two lines, it's like, my sister got bitten by a rat and Whitey's on the moon. You know, Mm -hmm. we can't pay for her medical Mm -hmm. bills, but Whitey's on the moon like you're absolutely right where like the 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 reasoning which takes me which takes me to the other piece of art which is this is the thing that should be talked about about prometheus but no one can ever get past the typical things people talk about prometheus the movie ridley scott's movie is like it's all about science and finding finding the creator and blah 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 and then it all comes back to guy pierce's character who's just like a rich dude who wants to live forever right like that's the ultimate reason for why the mission even exists in the first place which i think is yeah. right like this is this is just strong in in a way that we haven't seen before and feels benign because tech feels progressive and benign right but ultimately like the names you mentioned are just like the new strong
0: men of the 21st century
1: yeah i was thinking about
0: i think yeah no you're right so when when you when you
1: when you when you're saying that these are the people still talking about it then it's like yeah like this doesn't feel like humanity being like let's survive mm -mm. for our children it's like mark zuckerberg being like i want my child to be in space and lead be the new adam
0: i i can't help but just despise like what the they stand for because across the board, I mean, uh, particularly Bezos and Zuckerberg, created a a what should be a utility, mm-hmm. a- and I don't know whether it's themselves who are corrupted, or just like the the basis of American culture that is corrupted, or you know quite literally both. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they can can and should extract profit, the, the level of profit out of it, at the expense of the people that they do, I mean, if you want to see something eye opening, a go find a video on YouTube of Facebook content moderators.
1: Oh my god! I wrote a short film about this actually.
0: Horrifying! It's just terrible. absolutely horrifying and and abjectly viciously bad on facebook's part mm-hmm. and and manipulative i mean like just wrong I, there's no way to look at it without saying oh what they're doing is morally wrong
1: right
0: and then and then just like try and deep dive on the myriad ways that amazon escapes any level of responsibility or or labor restriction like it's just it's like why you you both are worth more than any person in the history of the world. Like why more if you've created this utility that could and should benefit humanity for the rest, social media, Facebook and Amazon, both have been able to create an, a marketplace on the internet, which is the future that is seminally important. I use them still. I am not afraid to say that I use both of yeah. them because they're both good, mm-hmm. if they were being managed correctly.
1: Right, and they're and they're just kind of like trying to stay ahead of people. They they want it to continue to be good enough, right? Yeah, right? which is like the grossest thing, where it's like, oh, people people want it. People still use it.
0: Yeah, That's and like... they don't. They don't. I don't feel like they ever actually examine like like why it's good or what it could be good for or right. what the purpose is. they just examine like the profit model
1: this is kind of okay so iron man the movies mm-hmm. at some point it came out that like elon musk at the time was kind of like the basis for the movie iteration of the character which when i when Elon Musk was first popping up, I was like, that's cool. He's, like, possibly, like, the real Iron Man, you know? Yeah. And then he actually showed up in Iron Man too. And when I watch it now, I go, ugh. Like, Elon Musk, you're not Iron Man. Right. You know? But then I realized that, like, Iron Man is is, like, frustratingly flawed until he snaps at the end no spoilers on what happens but until yeah, i you wouldn't so,
0: i wouldn't know <laughs> so
1: to me so to me well he like finally makes the sacrifice play right you know for the good of humanity which makes me like now kind of rethink them saying elon musk is the basis because to me now it's like a message to elon musk to be like yo like you gotta sacrifice your fucking self Right for the good of humanity, or you're not Iron Man. You fucking
0: piece of shit. You flamethrower making piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I you can call him a cunt. You fucking cunt. Are, can we? I think we can. We already have the explicit on this. Here's my thing about the word cunt. Is um,
1: <laughs> you know, like I have I had an Australian English teacher
0: mm-hmm. who would
1: swear all the time, and she would say shit, and pe- and students would go oh, and she'd be like. In Australia, saying shit is nothing. Saying crap is way worse. So, you know. So that's
0: embryo space colonization. Yeah, there know. are
1: there are so many media wrecks for this cuz there's so much to say, I think. Like, yeah. Alien Covenant, Prometheus, Pandorum, Raised by Wolves
0: on mm-hmm. HBO, mm-hmm.
1: which is another Ridley Ridley Scott really likes this uh embryo shit um because that's about two robots who are programmed to be like parents trying to raise embryo
0: children Ooh, is that what that's about all right i yeah. had no idea you've recommended it to me before but i need to watch it it's like and then you know that's like the
1: first scene you get that and then it's like 10 episodes of like religious religious allegory based yeah. on that
0: well of course it is yeah um i I did have a couple like so there are there are alternatives to this that I find interesting, like mm. this like space long distance space colonization mm-hmm. um kinda there's the sleeper ship, which I find kind of boring as fuck like the idea of like of like seasoned astronauts being like cryogenically frozen for long right. haul is stupid and is the least convincing to me of any of it. Yeah. The most intriguing to me is the generation ship, which is the idea that, like, an arc that mm. sets off, and it's like, we're going to be floating in space for a thousand
1: years. Like, that's gonna be the, the home. That is
0: humanity. Right. Yeah, and so, like, and then there's, like, a biodome where you're growing food, and, like, you have children, mm-hmm. and children have children, and children mm-hmm. have children, and those are the people that actually find... Like it, it, there there is more truth to that to me right. in science fiction than the sleeper ship is the least is the, the, the worst.
1: Yeah, I think the sleeper ship is the It's it makes for good sci-fi. But yeah, I don't know if it makes for good science.
0: And then the last one that I want to talk about really quick is called the O'Neill cylinder. Oh. Um And it this is a, a legitimate um, physicist who in the 1970s proposed, like, a concept for a space colony. His 1970 book, The High Frontier Human Colonies in Space. Uh, And basically, it's like um, a cylinder would consist of two counter-rotating cylinders. The cylinders would rotate in opposite directions in order to cancel out any gyroscopic effects that would otherwise make it difficult to keep them aimed towards the sun. Each would be five miles in diameter and 20 miles long connected at each end by a rod via bearing system. They would rotate as to provide artificial gravity via mm-hmm. centrifugal force for their inner surface. And it would be like a, like the, you know, the ISS kind of, right, right. but on a, a massive scale. And it would be these like terraformed, like vacuum cylinders. This is
1: like the end of the end of interstellar
0: like giant shit. Exactly. And this is the thing that Bezos now is like it, at a Blue Origin event in Washington in 2019 Jeff Bezos proposed building O'Neill colonies rather than colonizing other planets.
1: I it, for me it's like yo Bezos put money into it and make it but don't call it the USS Bezos. Yeah, don't be like don't don't make it about
0: you. <laughs> it It is, I mean, it just is, I I don't know. It's like, what is Bezos doing in May of 2019 talking about? I I, I have, I have a hard time with squaring the meaning of life. Oh, yeah. Guys like Jeff Bezos are like pondering their like nerdy sci-fi fantasies and like.
1: Well, I heard, I, I read this article that was like. Uh, about this guy who's like a mm, smart scientist (laughs) is what I'm gonna say who got like hired and asked to speak at this like secret conference and the secret conference is just like a handful, a small handful of rich, rich people who are just like, hey, so the world's ending, how do we survive? Like at that level, where he was like whoa, I'm literally just explaining to like who would people that would be normies were they not ridiculously rich yeah who are like borderline conspiracy level in terms of like the world is ending and i need a bunker but the bunker sounds terrible like how do we how do we survive and keep it going and they have the money to like seriously contemplate the feasibility of these like sci-fi tropes
0: i think it's great i you know i don't know the listener can't see me right now, but my, or you can't even see this, but my blood is boiling. Yeah. Like I, my blood is actually boiling from, like, thinking about that, contemplating it. It's just like, like, I get the, I get the, um, the importance of progress. I really mm-hmm. do. I'm mm-hmm. not a Luddite, and I'm not saying that we should, like, you know, get rid of mm-hmm. like that technocratic class mm-hmm. but i mean if they keep fucking around like they're gonna find out you know what yeah. i mean like <laughs> yeah dude it, like i just i just can't see I, it, it, if we're left with a choice of like all right all of humanity just like nice. the common man is fucked Mm-hmm. or this like very very small technocratic class mm-hmm. can like proliferate humanity mm-hmm. they can they can suck and consume all the profit out of earth mm-hmm. and they can proliferate like the universe mm-hmm. to continue humanity or we can like buckle down come to a common goal and, like, live simply and humbly on Earth. Like, right. I choose the common man. I agree. Every single fucking time. Yep. And right now, it certainly feels like that's the choice. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I don't even think either choice is feasible, to be completely honest. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're fucked regardless. And I think that embryo space colonization is inevitably flawed and not going to happen <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, But I'm definitely down sinking with the ship. Mm-hmm. With the the people whose, like, laughter I can hear yeah. than some stupid, like, artificially intelligence-raised, like, embryos in space a million mm-hmm. miles, or not a million, a billion, a trillion space light years away. I don't know. It just is... <sighs> no, I makes agree. It me mad. It's... It honestly makes me mad. If it's a random lottery...
1: If it's a truly random lottery and that's how I get picked, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I'll do my part. But if I don't get picked, I wouldn't feel bad. And if it's a bunch of, like, if it's Mark Zuckerberg's fucking loads being shipped off, I say good riddance. And if, yeah. if and if they go with them, I say <laughs> even better riddance.
0: I just think, I think that if we fuck up this place, if we mm-hmm. fuck up Earth... Mm-hmm let another species get, take it like if if we fuck up earth and we we screw up eden we don't get mm-hmm. to be out there we don't get to try it again
1: mm-hmm. we don't
0: deserve it mm-hmm. we have never deserved it like the I, the contemplation of space colonization requires me to believe that humanity ha- has has created i don't know has like come to terms with it, its existence mm-hmm. has come I, to ter-
1: ideologically ideologically i am definitely in the camp of like if they build this ship and it's all rich people and it succeeds that's awesome but one of the obstacles they're gonna have to get over is me and all my friends coming in and trying to sabotage that shit <laughs> yeah yeah and if they you know succeed what? over that then fine
0: you know what? You know what technology still works from 200 years ago? A guillotine. A guillotine still works. It still does. Oh, I love it. I oh, my God. All right. Well, let's hear about um, what you've got
1: to talk about. I love that I love that we decided that you were doing the less heady one, and the two biggest questions to come out of it is, what is the meaning of life, and who gets to live? <laughs> I know. Who deserves to live
0: it's impossible for me to not i, I literally was...
1: came i came in prepared to be like okay i need to be like on the top of my game to be able to talk about this without sounding like an idiot and like two minutes into it i was like i am not nearly high enough for this
0: conversation <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh I'm... dude have oh, you I felt like this podcast because... has been just like a gold mine for like script ideas yeah dude it's been crazy i've been like Wow, we we should really, like, write, like, like, Timothy Dexter. Yeah. Um, like,
1: Jeremy Renner is going to be working for decades if we get writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we have so many roles for him. Yeah, Timothy Dexter, honestly, he'd be perfect. He would be perfect. But I honestly, picture, like, a Crispin Glover, you know, like, the dad on Back to the Future as, like, a Timothy Dexter. Yeah, I could totally see that. Just, like, like
0: the, very... Mm,
1: like, yeah like the peanut you know, like, guy dressed kind of like the peanut man Mr. Peanut guy yeah. and like kind of quirky but also like I wouldn't let my kids around him
0: oh yeah I mean such a sex pest like <laughs> just such like a ugh, ugh, like very flamboyant but like in a very hetero heterosexual way like a very like not like um like divine yeah, the from kind John of, like, Waters but like very like the kind of straight Spongy. guy that would have
1: opinions on uh makeup.
0: Kind of a so, McPoyle. You know, oh my like, god, uh, a
1: McPoyle indeed. Yeah. Weird oh rugs drinking milk, straight <laughs> milk all the time. Um that's so funny, is like nothing has turned me off more from the prospect of just drinking straight glasses of milk than like <laughs> the media representation of people who just drink straight glasses. Of oh milk. yeah. It's terrible. It's not good. <laughs> um I grew up on Japanese milk, and that shit is delicious. Is it? Oh, I yeah. believe that. I'm not surprised yeah, at all. It's just, like, better, of course.
0: Japanese, Japanese farm animals have, like, nothing wrong with them. I don't understand how... It's like, I guess it's just it's just large island life, but... Yeah. The,
1: the I think it, that's what it is. It's like, that's the thing with island life, right? It's like, you have a limited amount of resources, so you just, like, try to make them as good as possible with the limited amount you have. Um... So, yeah. Uh, okay.
0: All right. Let's hear. Let's hear. What, what's your topic?
1: Okay. I strayed away from the unusual articles landing page. Okay. Um, because they may be unusual, but they didn't interest me like this did topically. So today, Time Magazine put out their four finalists for Person of the Year. Okay. So then I spent some time digging into what exactly is the Time Person of the Year okay time magazine announced the four finalists for 2020 person of the year first one is u.s president-elect joe biden second one u.s president donald j trump the third one frontline healthcare workers and dr anthony fauci okay so like the face would be dr fauci. yeah and then the movement for racial justice okay so as soon as i saw this i was like it should clearly be Dr. Fauci and the frontline workers or the movement for racial justice. Like how, how are either president Donald Trump or Joe Biden even like considered in
0: this? Yeah. It's, it's, it's honorific for sure. I mean, um, that I do think that if I remember correctly, I think the 1979 one was, Aitoa, Aitoa Kamimi, mm-hmm. which yes. kind of fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So,
1: so I, that's why I was like, yeah, I got to look into this. Yeah. Um, so uh, Person of the Year is an annual issue of the United States news magazine and website Time that features and profiles a person, a group, an idea, or an object that, in quotes, for better or for worse, has done the most... To influence the events of the year, so that's why people like Hitler, yeah, and Stalin, yep, um, have been, you know, person of the year before. By the way, it was Man of the Year until ge- guess what year it was that they changed it to Person of the Year?
0: Oof, like embarrassingly late. of that like eighties,
1: like hilarious because embarrassingly late is right 1999 oh my god it took until the 21st century for was there really not a
0: woman before 1999 great question
1: there were three women of the year prior to 1999 from uh 1927 was the first year and there's a funny story behind that but the three women of the year uh were wallace simpson who was the Duchess of Windsor because she uh, was an American socialite who was the reason King Edward VIII abdicated his throne so that he could marry her. But she was already a divorcee. So it caused a constitutional crisis that led to King Edward's abdication. Um, Wow. Woman of the Year.
0: Wow, uh, that is quite. I love. Okay, can I, I? I I will I will let you go on, but I have one. Please, observation. please, please. One of the great things about this is that it is not done in hindsight; it's done in the moment, mm-hmm. and so it means that it is a completely fallible observation about influence, mm-hmm. which is to say. That woman is not one of the most one of the thousand most influential women of the last hundred years by no. any metric, and no. yet she's times woman of the year one of the only in like a seriously flawed list mm-hmm. like it this is this metric this distinction is almost uh what's it like proverbially proverbially wrong. Mm-hmm. It is wrong significantly more than it is right. Yeah, because it has no hindsight. It is a fallibly temporal observation on the
1: it's world. It's like it's like it's like if a if a movie doesn't hold up, but was like the biggest hit of that year. Yeah,
0: any movie The Rock is in. You know what I mean? Well, it, and it's like it's like. Um, Like being in the middle of a hurricane, like literally in the, in the eye of a hurricane in the center of it while it's happening and saying a hundred people are dying, are going to die from this. Like you, you have it's a prediction built on the, the, the fierceness of the storm in the moment. But you have no retros, no knowledge of what is happening around you. You like you have no knowledge of the outside world, or like of you know, like the larger dimension of what we're living in. You're just saying, "I feel like this feels like a bad storm." <laughs> this many people are going to die from it. So that's like 1936. That was
1: less <laughs> than a hundred years ago. Yeah, like I, f- you know, and a thought that came through my head is that I. I don't think, and I'm sure this is like seen as a truism to a large number of people, but I don't think any generation has ever been burdened by history the way ours has. What Long-term history. It's just sheerly based on the inability to access it at the rate that we can.
0: Like, that's a fair point. Yeah, long
1: yeah. time is like something that I do think like you need to contemplate to be like a good human being or whatever, um, to understand history and shit. But admittedly, you know that was less than a hundred years ago. I can't believe it. Um. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the second other person, uh, woman of the year was Queen Elizabeth II. Okay. Who is you might know from the show The Crown. Yeah. A fictional character from the fictional show, uh, The Crown. And Corazon Aquino, who was the 11th president of the Philippines and the first woman uh, president of the Philippines. She has, she has the exact kind of story that you would absolutely love. She was a Filipino politician who served as the 11th president of the Philippines and the first woman to hold that office who was the most prominent figure of the 1986 people power revolution, which ended the 20 year rule of president Ferdinand
0: Marcos. Wow. Ferdinand
1: Marcos was like authoritarian.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it, again, again, it's like I, it, how but it's just like of the year, you know, I get, I get a little bit depressed thinking about like the, the, the thing about this, this person of the year thing is that it's supposed to be an indicator like they're trying to make this mark of like a prediction as much mm. as it is in a retrospective it's a prediction of the the world that they imagine to come uh-huh and i i mean i i don't i'm not filipino i have very <laughs> little knowledge of the philippines but like corazon aquino like didn't make the cultural reference mark on the world that i yeah think but you don't time... know that she could have
1: pushed the needle maybe i guess and i'm right. not just saying that right. because no like maybe you know, i'm but like yeah I don't but know, maybe i think I'm it is it is cynical. an interesting it is an interesting like marker of like what was being talked about in that moment right yeah like the number of kids no absolutely don't really right, yeah. remember 9-11 like who who weren't you know conscious they were too young for 9-11 who just like barely know anything about it do you think there, so? Is that like a dude, you, there are people who don't know.
0: Interesting. Um Yeah. Not that they like wild. not that they particularly like have to or should at beyond like what other things sh- like are meaningful but Yeah. I but just I guess it from like a... Because it, exactly. It holds like such a, a place in my head, you know. It's yeah. like such such a like a a a moment that the world changed in so many right. ways. like I would
1: consider like the Berlin Wall. Yeah, the Berlin Wall. Um, for Americans,
0: Pearl Harbor, I Pearl mean, Harbor. My Pearl my, Harbor, yeah. my, my, and, my parents talk about the Kennedy assassination. And, yeah, JFK. Yeah. I think is like the
1: boomer one. Yeah. Um. Like the Challenger
0: was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for for Gen is Xers Gen X one for sure yeah.
1: Um, so, like, if you read, like, okay, 20, 2010, it was Zuck, the Zuck. Of course he was. 2011, know. it was the protester, because uh, the Arab Spring, the indignance right. movement,
0: was the it Occupy? Occupy movement, yeah, yeah
1: Tea Party, um, protests in Chile, Greece, India, and Russia, among others. And you had Barack Obama, yeah. Pope Francis, Ebola fighters, Angela Merkel. Donald Trump in 2016. Sure. And then Donald Trump uh, uh, said that he was, like, being, you know, courted for the year, you know, after and, like, making a big deal out of it. But it was the silence breakers, the people who spoke out against sexual abuse and harassment, hmm. and the including the figureheads of the Me Too movement who got 2017 instead. The 20, 2018 was the Guardians, uh, who are journalists who faced prostitution persecution, including Jamal Khashoggi, the Washington Post columnist who was murdered um, for his criticism of the Saudi Crown's pr- Crown Prince. In 2019, our favorite, Greta Toonberry. Yep. Greta Thunberg, Uh who is great. So I think it's interesting to go back and like, see, so every single president, every serving president has been Man of the Year at least once. Uh, with the mm. exception of Calvin Coolidge, who was in office at the time of the first issue of time, Herbert yeah. Hoover, who was the one yeah. after, was and Gerald other. Ford. Gerald Ford is the only one.
0: Yeah, Ford was only president <laughs> for two years, I think. Right? Yeah, and he Makes like sense. did nothing of note. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's my mood, but like. fuck these people anyway no no i no not even that just like that it it feels something about it feels kind of like uh absurd or like almost comical you know like it's just like
1: well that's great because i'm about to bring up the funny a little paragraph that's about
0: yes let's hear it yeah 2001
1: who do you think got it in 2001 osama bin laden great guess that's the exact guess i was hoping you'd make no new york city mayor rudolph giuliani
0: uh, of course it was of course it was yeah fucking um, of course
1: rudy giuliani so under the uh controversial choices uh section yeah it says times person of the year 2001 immediately following the september 11th 2001 attacks was new york city mayor rudolph giuliani oh my god the stated rules of selection, the individual or group of individuals who have had the biggest effect on the year's news, made Osama bin Laden the more likely choice that year. The issue that declared Giuliani the person of the year included an article that mentioned Times' earlier decision to select Ayatollah Khomeini and the 1999 rejection of Hitler as person of the century. Oh, wow the article seemed to imply that Osama bin Laden was a stronger candidate than Giuliani as Adolf Hitler was a stronger candidate than Albert Einstein. Hmm. This is just such an interestingly written paragraph. The selections were ultimately based on what the magazine describes as who they believed had a stronger influence on history and who represented either the year or the century the most. According to time, Rudy Giuliani was selected for symbolizing the American response to the September 11th attacks, and Albert Einstein selected for representing a century of scientific exploration and wonder. So, it's like, is this like revisionist? In the yeah. moment, revisionist?
0: Well, it's it's certainly... Um, I mean, I don't... I think that it is a pretty... It is revisionist on Time's part, or, or not revisionist, but it, it, it's wrong of them to ever have implied that this was somehow like the most influential, good or bad. Like, mm-hmm. I find that pretty um, watered down in many ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, it's, it is, they're a journalist publication of feel good. Like, they publish feel good memories like time time is um is journalism long from journalism on an eighth grade reading level you know like like time in particular has a very weird place in american yeah media it's like broadcast tv yeah like it it is like the cnn of of Journal magazines, you know like right. it, it it's just like very broad, it's medium, yeah, there is something very <laughs> saccharine <sighs> or very like um like just like cheesy about time I right
1: think. it's it's like the pastor they try to keep that like American pastoral image,
0: yeah they there, it, there's nothing actually like even when they criticize it's like not actually it's very shallow in its in its perspective i think mm-hmm. or not even maybe it's not even shallow so much as it is just like ideologically inert like mm. ideology is completely pulled out of it you know like it I would be curious if, if the time person of the year ever involved anyone that had any any aspect of left-wing politics. You know, like, I imagine even in the, in the last century, someone at some point mm-hmm. who was an advocate of left-wing or communist or socialist politics mm-hmm. had to be the most important person in a year. And I would venture to guess that time probably never made them. Yeah. Unless, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off. But I would imagine in the height of the Cold War, Khrushchev, was never getting Time's Person of the Year.
1: Oh, so Khrushchev actually did he? Did he? Hold on, uh... nineteen
0: fifty-seven. He did. He won 1957's fifty-seven's Person of the Year. Yeah, interesting. You know, all right. So I'm on the I'm on the page now too. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Bezos won it in nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird to me. I feel like that, that one, was... That one... Jeff Bezos wasn't, like... Was in 1999... He was the founder of Amazon. But at that point, Amazon was this, like, cute website that sold books.
1: Yeah, I forget like, that Amazon that is was actually like book, <laughs> book vendor.
0: That is actually, like, much more prescient and telling than any, like, than... A lot of the so maybe there is like it is interesting that it's in the moment, but the fact that time twenty one years ago, yeah, called out Jeff Bezos as someone seminally the most important person. I don't know, like uh, that's actually, I'm 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 rethinking. I'm I'm eating my words a little bit here. I, I I do love the idea. I think that we should talk a little bit more about Rudolph Giuliani in the sense that <laughs> uh, because. What I I think that people younger than us still do uh, have to deal with the fallout of 9-11, and so they do understand it as a cultural moment, but what they probably less understand is that Rudy Giuliani was the most popular politician in America Mm -hmm. for the majority of the 2000s, and that his presidential campaign in 2008 was like the moment that people realized that he was a (laughs) fucking psychopath um and that it like that his his life has been one of the most tragic and weird lives of any American politician ever
1: yeah for it to come perhaps to a close as a Borat bit
0: is (sighs) the worst part is, i mean worst for him is that he has um he is gotten it's gotten even more severe and weird after the Borat bit came out mm-hmm. his last 6 weeks has been one of the most all-time weird public displays of indecency that i've ever seen of any person ever he's fallen apart yeah maybe he's just old so this is an interesting list. I actually find the the early people more interesting and more mm-hmm. kind of like worldly. Mm-hmm. I think that that the it seems to me that like the last 20 years has been like uh, like derivations off of the main theme. Like, the amount of, right. like, novelties on here. Yeah. The Silence Breakers. The Guardians. Mm-hmm. Didn't they do You at one point? Yeah. Yeah, 2006. 2006. Was, was You. Like, fuck off. That's stupid. <laughs> the American Soldier. The Good Samaritans. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: The Whistleblowers. The Good Samaritans is a picture of Bono, which is, I just love. And fuck the Gates.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Blessed are the good Samaritans. I think that's the name of the episode. Just a picture of Bono. Blessed are the good Samaritans. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm in. (laughs) It's decided. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that there, I wish I had more to say about this, but I can't quite, I can't (laughs) quite like get my head around the time person of the year. I think it's stupid is my,
1: is my ultimate decision. I think it ultimately doesn't mean anything to anyone except the person who gets it
0: or the person that writes the
1: story about the person that gets it. Yeah. I think
0: that almost is more important. Yeah.
1: I would like to separate movements from that because, you know, it's too blanket of a statement, but
0: individuals, yeah, generally. So, except- I'm seeing I'm seeing on hmm. the Wikipedia article that it says that Biden and Kam- Kamala Harris won it together this year. Has that
1: Oh, they already won it? i it oh appearing. it was it was
0: it's literally appearing now. oh wow, it like just came out like as yes. we're talking about it. All right, well, now we' supposed to talk about I think this is as as big of a of a um uh what is the word uh cop out as you could possibly come to, yeah I was... for the time person of the year. A collective oh 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 the Time Person of the Year is the two people that won President and Vice President this year like fuck
1: off I would um have personally ranked this as the fourth best option yeah um because I think Donald Trump you could even put it put him as the Person of the Year and then write a scathing article. that's that could still be objective truths but like you know what yeah. else are you going to write
0: yeah i mean we're we're, we're dealing right, through but... we're dealing with the 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 covid pandemic and this summer was the most prolific social rights protests mm-hmm. and movement since the 1960s mm-hmm. and oh, crusty ass joe biden is sharing it with his vice president, who, it, that would even be more interesting. Kamala mm-hmm. Harris is the first woman to be the, to be elected either president or vice president. I don't think her politics are good for anybody, because I don't think she has any besides her identity, which I, I wish that wasn't the case. I want to like her, but I don't think that they're, like, I don't think she actually stands for anything. Mm-hmm. But her accomplishment on its own right is seminally important at least to the united states yeah joe biden is a fucking boring ass liberal president what on earth does he have that would what does that mean why would he be the 2020 person of the year it makes no sense to me
1: it really doesn't
0: it's insane
1: okay so what what would like okay he provided maybe a calming voice to scared americans but dr fauci i believe
0: yeah, for purpose. I mean, I would personally, I personally think it should be frontline health workers. Like yeah. if we, if we've had 20 years of gimmick people yeah. of the year, like that's some, uh, that's an interesting one because Fauci, I, I don't know. There's, there's some stuff oh, yeah. about Fauci. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't need to get into to it, but like, it's like, I mean, Fauci, Fauci did tell us not to wear masks for two months. Like, I don't know why he is still. I don't know, man, maybe I'm I'm speaking a lot of things tonight. <laughs> this is going to be our most heavily edited episode. <laughs> uh, but I just, I don't get it really at all. I'm having a hard time coming to grips with how that could be the decision. Not only is it weird, but it's two people. I can't, I'm looking back over this. It's never been two people before. Yes, it has. Yes, it's it has. been it's been plural people before. Uh,
1: well, I guess. No, you know I, know I mean, mean.
0: No, 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 no. Is... I'm looking at the the Wikipedia article right now. It's Nixon never Nixon been... and Kissinger. Where, 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 where? Seventy-two. uh you bitch! All right, yeah, you're right. Okay.
1: Um, holy shit! shankai Kai Shek, Chen Kai Shek, Sh- and Sun Mei Ling.
0: All right, yeah, but all right, anyway, fair enough.
1: Yeah, but no, but you know, this is. I think. I guess you could argue that time is such such a large publication that it can't exist as it does without being as watered down as it is.
0: Quite this does feel yeah. Like. Quite literally, and maybe it will be. But now to. To argue
1: against the uh, prescience in three, four years, we're going to be like, yeah, man, they fucking nailed that one.
0: Maybe. I. It, I yeah. Don't know. No, you're right. I mean, th- this is... I guess I am thinking about it as I am interpreting them thinking about it as the end of history. Like, it... <laughs> It doesn't, the per, time person of the year makes sense in the concept that time is a a flat line continuing kind of indefinitely, mm-hmm. and so time's person of the year isn't the end cap of history. It is just an expression of the the circling of time, you know? Does that make it you're you're responding like it doesn't make any sense um yeah, dude, I don't even know
1: dude i i don't I don't even fucking know dude
0: did I get too drunk for this episode? <laughs> no, not at all.
1: this will be edited, it's gonna sound so much smoother than what the last ten minutes has been, but i think <laughs> i think I think I went in with with the kind of article that requires you to get into your most you mentality like mindset you know what i mean yeah and when it came after (laughs) who deserves to survive and live
0: yeah guillotine jeff bezos
1: it's weird yeah when we when we guillotine jeff bezos before talking about how he was person of the year you're gonna reach it there's a threshold
0: it's true it's true uh yeah, this was a this was a particular episode of like kind of scratching at my personal vindictiveness of influential people. Yeah. Uh and it's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a clear weak spot for me in some ways. <laughs> I don't know if it's
1: a weakness or a strength.
0: Yeah, it's either one or the other, but I find it I find um, I think that there is a truth to the idea that influential and famous people to a man and woman are as fucking broken as we are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I do not like deifying them like I think yep. that almost no one that has ever existed is above judgment. I would right. almost go so far as to say that no one no. who has ever existed is above judgment. And there is a certain level of, like, we we have to question the system, question the the machinations of the world that we live in, if we're going to make it better for anybody. Because the fact of the matter is that it sucks for most people. Like, life is shitty for the majority of people. And I'm yep. tired of talking about about influential people whose influence actually, even when they are revered, doesn't help anybody besides themselves. Dude... Man, one 18, of these days Jeff you're going to be you're
1: going to be on a Wikipedia page as the figurehead for the post social media era. The revolution, <laughs> the post social media revolution. The hangover. The hangover oh period. Oh my god.
0: I would the love to be I would love to be at the head of a political movement that was called the hangover. I yeah. think it would speak pretty strongly to my um my world. I and my I right
1: now will make a pact with you to become two of the leading figures of the Hangover Revolution. The Hangover,
0: yeah. The Hangover. And the Wikipedia era. article is just the Hangover uh, parentheses politics. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and then above it it is like for the disambiguation for or for the for the film trilogy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the tri- film go trilogy, go to Hangover about...
1: disambiguation. <laughs> it says Hangover. The physical symptoms of being too drunk the night before felt them days after, and then the film trilogy directed by Todd Phillips.
0: Uh, well, for the listeners who are out there that have gotten to the end, just know that we've edited out probably twenty minutes of this. It was good, but it was a lot of us saying, "I just don't know." I just uh, don't know. So, so we edited it out um but we appreciate you listening to this whole thing yeah um we're we're very um open to the new world order that we hope that will happen in our lifetime and mm. so if you have any ideas about it please send us an email or a dm on twitter or instagram yeah.
1: or if you'd like to join the social media hangover movement the smh movement yeah
0: please HFSS, let us know smh hfs M. smh movement that is it um all right guys well we appreciate right. it go listen to that new taylor swift album yeah it's seriously yeah.
1: tonight listen to it yeah, listen to it Audio. <laughs>